The doc is in, and there's no need to stay in the waiting room for this episode of Health 411. Join Dr. Jonathan Karp as we discuss topics from health insurance to personal diet and exercise to up-to-date conversations in the healthcare industry and more. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Once to add new skills to your resume, take a continuing studies course at Rider University. Now, let's see what the diagnosis is for this week's episode of Health 411. 107.7 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a National Association of Broadcasters 2019 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. We are recording from the remote Bronx studios at Rider University. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by the Rebovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and the Rider University Health Studies Institute. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the politics of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand knowledge and perspective. Today, we are recording with Isaac Harris, our um, undergraduate student producer, and our guest, our international guest, Terry Donikint. Um, Mr. Donikint is a, works in Belgium at the National Association of Socialist Health Funds, which is one of the um, country-run organizations of healthcare in Belgium, and we welcome, Terry, welcome to our program. Thank you, good evening. Good, good, well, good afternoon. I'm sorry. In Belgium, it's, uh, it's evening, and the United States is the afternoon. I'm sorry. No, that's quite all right. Thank you for joining us before you while you're at work before you go go home and have have your dinner. Um, we're very interested in, in in public health, especially in times of COVID, which is a international event. It's not just happening in the U.S. Different countries have different approaches about how they're dealing with the system. Um, and can you begin by giving us some background, um, just how the healthcare system in Belgium is organized and is part of the, tell us what your role in healthcare might be. But the system in Belgium, the healthcare system in Belgium is, is quite a public uh, system. It's a uh, compulsory health insurance. So that means that all the Belgian citizens, all the Belgian people, everybody who works for or lives in Belgium has to be a member or a of a health fund. So it's not a private insurance. We have private insurances on, on, on level of uh, health, but it's quite more a complementary uh, system than the compulsory healthcare system for all the citizens in Belgium. That means that all the, uh, all the costs on medication, hospitals, doctors, is covered for about 80%, is covered by the public system, so by the government. Um, maybe it's on, on, on level of government, there's some issues in Belgium, you have a quite federal state, that means like the United States, much larger than Belgium. We have a federal state, we have a state like a Dutch part, we have a Dutch part, we have a French part, and we have a German speaking part. So that means that every part has its own government, but health is more a federal Belgian national system. But every part, every state uh, 
uh, we call it more provinces, uh, every state and in Belgium. He has his own ministry of health, but the most the decisions taken on health is quite a federal system. So the financing of the system in Belgium is by a certain um, a certain part of the wages. So every em every employee in Belgium has to pay the employer and the employee pays a certain uh, part of their wages for the public system, and by the system uh, by the national institute of health and disability insurance there are seven seven um health funds sickness funds or health funds it's, it's, it's the same and one of the seven health funds is my company not my own company but i work for the company like you said uh, the national association of the socialists it's quite it's quite orientated on political um system like we have the, we have the catholic more catholic insurance uh, uh sister uh, funds and we have the socialists we had other uh, like like i said we have seven um, health funds one of them is the like you say the national uh, socialists mutualities or sickness funds and there and and that company i'm the financial manager financial director so i'm uh, in the board of of directors of this uh, organization Thank you. And, and we are going to ask you more questions about how that runs. But for people who are listening to give an idea, um, my understanding is there's somewhere between 10 and a million, 10 and 11 million people. 11, yeah. Okay. 11 citizens, 11 million. And so for people who are listening here in New Jersey, in the United States, the 2020 sentence, census here in New Jersey came out to 9.2 million people here in New Jersey. So we're looking at a, an entire country that is just about, you know, 10-ish percent bigger than the state of New yeah. Jersey here in, in the United States. And so it's a lot of people, but it's not as big as the United, no. state, the United States system. And we'll probably hear um, from Terry some of the differences of scale or some of the opportunities that a smaller system allows than the bigger system here in the United States. One of the biggest differences uh, that Terry was talking about was funding. And um, one of the things he just said was that both the employers and the employees pay into that system um, in Belgium. And that's for, is that co for comprehensive healthcare? Because there are similar things here in the United States, but it, 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 it's sort of like, um, you know, disability insurance if you get injured on the job sort of thing. And so what, what is covered with this with the sort of um the system and i want to get away from a word that is celebrated in belgium that sometimes politically is more difficult here in the united states and that's the word like socialist and so you you, you realize what i'm asking you like how does that system work how is it paid for and what does it cover so we we on all the wages. So the even the so the self-employed or the employees mm -hmm. and the employers. The, so the, the the bosses, the companies, mm -hmm. the three parts pay their uh, certain part of their wages or in, income goes to the to the government to pay all sorts of public uh, public uh, uh, things. One of these things is a social security, and for the social security like like uh, for the employees we pay 13 percent of the wages of our salary goes to 
the social security. On the part of the employees, the, the bosses, the companies, they pay about 30% of the income of the income of the employees. They pay uh, an amount of 30% on these uh, wages, on the salaries. So on my salary, I pay 30% for the social security. My boss pays for me for the same on the same salary, an extra 30% to the social security. So uh, everybody is covered about 80% to the social security. It's it's for the um, healthcare um, and for the disability. So when you are incapable to work, you get a, a monthly a, a payment for every month you can go to the to work. So we have the medical um, expenses and we have the uh, monthly amount for the, the period that you don't can go to work or you're incapable to work. So to cover, so uh, like you don't have a salary, you have a kind of a amount, uh, an amount every month. Is there a maximum amount that the tax goes up to? Or in Belgium, as you continue to earn more and more, do you pay? Yeah, the maximum amount is 55%. 55% on the salary is the maximum amount, 55. And yeah, that's, that's one correct. thing that's different for social security taxes here in the United States, where there is an income limit where you only, only, and not everybody makes that much money, but I think it's around $142,000 now where people pay social security taxes up until that amount. And then after that, you sort of maxed out. Oh no! But in Belgium, we pay every euro we pay thirty percent as an employee, mm -hmm. and every boss of an employee he pays thirty to about seven, twenty-seven to thirty percent on the salary he pays for his part uh, of the social security, and there are no limits. And so, with that amount of money flowing into the system, um, uh, how does it work for somebody who gets sick? Can you go to um, any hospital, any doctor, how yeah. does that, how does that work in Belgium? Yes, that's, that's, that's why I say Belgium is one of the most beautiful system on healthcare because one, you have the free choice of hospital, medicine, uh, doctor, specialist, whatever you need, whatever you want. Uh, we have a very, very nice and good system of hospitals. We have a lot of hospitals. We have a lot of doctors. Uh, nurses, we have everything as a system in Belgium, and there's a free choice. So that's that's very that's very good. You have the free choice. There are no limits uh, when you want to see the, doc the doctor. You go to the doctor. You want to, you want you have, in case of emergency, you go to the hospital, even to the the emergency part of the hospital whenever you want, day or night. You go to the to the hospital. There are no. God saying, no, you're not insured, you cannot come to the hospital, you have to go by another doctor to make your choice in Belgium on, on a hospital or, or doctor or whatever. And that's good. So it sounds like this, the part of the social contract in Belgium um, gives everybody health care. And so there's no means testing that might happen. That's one of the the limitations in healthcare access in the United States. Um, and we want to hear more about the Belgian healthcare system and how it's dealing with COVID. Uh, we'll after we take a break for some brief underwriting announcements, we'll come back and do those things. You're listening to 1077 The Bronx 
and 1077thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. One zero seven seven the Bronx or one zero seven seven the Bronx.com. We're recording from the remote Bronx studios. So welcome back to Health Four One One. I'm Professor Jonathan Carp, and we are having a conversation on Health Four One One today with Terry Donikant. Terry is one of the people running the in English the National Association of Socialist Health Funds in Belgium, and. Um, he is on sort of the business economic side of this organization that helps provide um, health care insurance for all the people in the country of Belgium. Um, and Terry was telling us a little bit about the structure of that system. And at the end, end of his, talk, end of his um, overview, he was saying this health insurance for the, all the people in Belgium um, allows people to go to whatever doctor they want, whatever hospital they want, without any um, limitation on the number of visits. Uh, and that's part of the social contract that the, the citizens of Belgium um, buy into when they pay part of their wages to the system. Um, are there waiting lists to get to see doctors? No, no, there are, no. <laughs> Just a straight up. And the reason I say that is because um, uh, in the United States, there have, are objections to creating a more uh, socialist system um, of healthcare. And one of the criticisms of that approach is, oh, people have to wait in line to get the treatment that they might be seeking. They have to wait in line for, to see a doctor or they, you know, they can't go in whenever they want. And you, you're just saying out flat, that's not the case in Belgium. No, it's not the case. No, and it's not. It's not the meaning of a socialist, like like you can imagine, like in Russia. There are no waiting lists. There are no lines at the doctor's uh, um, cabinet or or at the hospitals. There are no waiting lines. No, there's a free choice, and whenever you want to go to the doctor, you can go to the doctor. So maybe you have to take an appointment for some right. some specialist, like like. Uh, uh, like I said, especially the, the, you have to make an appointment, maybe you have to wait some, some few weeks, but to go to the doctor, to go to the hospital when you need, when you have to, some, so you, when you are ill, you go to the doctor whenever you need the doctor. And one of the issues here in the United States that is um, paramount in the healthcare world is the idea that there are barriers for certain segments of the population for getting help, for getting doctors. Um, is that an issue in, in, in Belgium? No, that's just that's just the system in Belgium. That's just why it's that beautiful, the system in Belgium. There are no barriers. There is no, um, how do you say, there is no difference between um, people who have uh, a lot of money, who have no money, who have some problems. The medical aid is for everybody the same. Mm -hmm. Wow, and, and that would be... Is that also true if you have somebody from another country working in Belgium, who I'm assuming would also pay right. to that yeah. system? When you work, when you work in Belgium, you can go to the 
there had to be some, I think, uh, quite more a premium on, 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 on the insurance, like more extra premium because you have no, no, you have contributed like all the citizens in Belgium, maybe the same system. So there, there should be maybe some extra premium for people who aren't uh, Belgians. But they, when you work in Belgium, that means that you pay some tax, that you pay some contribution on your salary or income. And the moment you pay some contribution on your income, you have access like every Belgian citizen or everybody in Belgium. Wow. And one of the things that is talked about here in the United States is preventative medicine and preventative care. Um, yes. In the system in Belgium, do you have to wait until you get sick to have access or does the insurance cover preventative things to help? Uh, yeah, because that's, that's a quite... That's a quite um, major issue in belgium it's a very very um, um one one of the 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 the, the things they are looking for in belgium is more in preventive prevent prevention uh as one of the issues in belgium on medical care so you don't have to be ill to go to the doctor it's better to get some prevention to get some um to take some measures with your doctor to, to take some measures which everybody who can help you so you don't get ill so there are some measures to take in and there are some reimbursements there are some uh, profits and that's one of the roles the main roles and the main uh, goals of our organizations of all the sickness funds that's also the transition that we has that we have seen the last 20 30 years and that's why i that, that's why i say the health funds and uh, in the beginning and, and 100 years ago 150 years because the first first sickness fund was was found, founded in, in 1815 or something and that was as a sickness fund but it's it's about the last 20 30 years it's more a health fund so you don't have to be sick to get some aid you have to you don't have to be sick to go to your health fund to get some care on on a level of prevention it's it's more like a health fund that's that that's why we we see a transition on other organizations and the other organizations like the sickness mutualities uh, health funds yeah, yeah prevention is very very important yeah it is and i think that's a change that's happening in medicine mm -hmm. around the world and a country like belgium might be i probably is ahead of the united states in that regard yeah um, I, yeah. I would i would argue um talk about and in terms of uh the the, the health funds and their paying insurance who decides like what's covered or what's not covered, or is all healthcare covered? Almost all healthcare is covered for 80% of all the healthcare in Belgium. So to say we have about 7% 7, 7 of the GDP is healthcare. So it's about uh, 30 billion euros for Belgium, okay. $30 billion. And that's and of that uh, that's about eighty percent of all the medical expenses in Belgium. So twenty percent is paid as an extra, or not everything is paid by the government by the system. So eighty percent, and that's that thirty thirty million of uh, billion euros in in, in Belgium. Um, so it's it's quite it's quite uh, everything is covered. Um, and that, and that, that number is higher than what it is in the United States. And I've seen estimates that here in the United States, it's somewhere between 17 or 20% of GDP isn't health related things. Um, um, 
Belgium pays pays for that. Now, are all things covered from dental care to broken bones to childhood immunizations? Um, there are some are some limits because not everything like 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 uh, some certain certain expenses like like uh, medication. Not all medication is covered. There are there are some differences, and that's that's. Um, there's always every year on on the budget. There's a negotiation with the government, the health funds, the care workers. So all the care workers they are represented in the national institute for health uh, care. So uh, it's, it's the National Institute for Health and Disability and Insurance. And there you have the government, the employees uh, representative, um, you have the, the health workers representatives and the sickness of the health funds, like my organization, because we, are, we speak in terms of the patients, of the citizens. So we are, we are the representatives of the uh, our members and every year we have negotiation on the budget on what we will cover as all, all together with the government what we will cover uh, cover as medical expenses so there are some limits so those, yeah. those negotiations happen every year every year yeah so every year there's a negotiation on the budget wow so always so it always changes then Change. Yeah, it changes yeah. a little bit. There, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's quite, quite. Um, let's let's say ninety percent of all the expenses. That's always that's every year the same. So like, like all the hospitals, like all the expenses and the hospital and the room for two or four persons is for hundred percent covered. The negotiation every year is what if someone has to go to a room for one person, private room. Is it covered? Yes, it's covered just uh, to a level of 100% of a room of two persons, or maybe just uh, an, an extra for 20%. So that's, that's the negotiations, right? Like ethical, ethical surgery, that's mostly limited. Uh, some kind of surgery is, is, is not covered. Uh, some kind of uh, dental aid is not covered because, and that's why all the prevention, when you show that you have, you, you take care of yourself, all, all the expenses are covered. But when we see that you are don't take care of yourself and so, uh, certain things should have been avoided by preventive uh, measures or actions, so th there you can see some limitation on the cover okay. of the expenses. Is some of the negotiations looking at like the the age of the people in Belgium, anticipating no. No. as they get no. older, more of this no. is going to be needed? It's independent of that. Yeah, no, on not on limit side, just on, on extra extra uh, expenses. We, we take care of, of certain of, of the elderly people. So we say for elderly people, we have some extra cover, uh, like like uh, glasses or, or, or ear systems or uh, hearing systems or something. For older people, uh, 70 years and older, there's a cover for these, for these things. Maybe for other people, 50 years or 40 years, you have to take care of yourself. So there are some limitations on the, on the cover of expenses. Oh, excellent. And I want to continue this thinking about a comparison, making a comparison between the, the healthcare system in the United States and Belgium. 
and we will continue our conversation with Terry Donakin right after we take some underwriting announcements. You're listening to Help 411 on 1077 The Bronx and 1077 The This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 1077 The Bronx. One zero seven seven The Bronx and one zero seven seven The Bronx dot com. Recording from the remote Bronx studios. Welcome back to Health Four One One. We are having a conversation with Terry Donakin, who is in Belgium, where he helps run the National Association of Socialist Health Funds, which is on the business side of delivering health care to the citizens and basically anybody who works in the country of Belgium. And at the end of the last segment in the break, Isaac, you said you had a question for Terry. Yes, I do. I do have a question for you, uh, Terry. Um, I was curious regarding, because you mentioned uh, how the budget kind of fluctuates and kind of makes adjustments every year. Does, and when considering the, like, like what's being covered is pre, is pre-existing conditions in part of those conversations as well? Yes, it is, but not for to make any selection on people who has any conditions who are pre-existing. Uh, so we don't take any selection on risks. That's, that's just the system in Belgium. We do not, um, Eliminate people from uh, care because they have some medical situation. So everybody has helped. Everybody can go to the hospital or can get his, uh, his, his cover of expenses on, on, on medical uh, uh, issues. So there is, we take care of pre-existing just to take care of no limits. Uh, you understand? So, so uh, we take care of the people just to have no limits and no selection on their pre-existing uh, medical situation. That's just the difference with an insurance system, private insurance system or an insurance system, or maybe the American system, where you have some limitations and they take uh, in consideration the, the, the way you have taken care of yourself, the way you have a pre-existence uh, uh, issues, or the way you can pay your premium or can pay your insurance. That's just the difference or just the system in Belgium that we have no limitations on that level. We have limitations on certain expenses. You can go to the doctor uh, three times, four times, maybe the seventh time that we say, no, maybe go see a specialist or a certain, a certain level of uh, expenses. There is, some, yeah, yeah, there is some responsabilization of all the people together. Our organization, we have an evaluation of all our, all our members. So there is a limit um, on the uh, expenses that we can uh, reimburse, to, uh, reimbursements to the, to the people, to our members. And at a certain level, we have to take some responsabilization for our members. So we are, as an organization, we take res responsibility on the expenses of our members. All the healthcare funds uh, do uh, have to take this responsibility. That's why we uh, take care of prevention and uh, education. Education uh, of people on medical uh, issues and education uh, on 
uh, health care, medical care, or even mental care. That's one of the issues the last 10 years also, medical care. Um, so yeah, we, we take care of the people, but not to take some limits, but just to take care that they are well covered by the system. Mm. And, and, and so you're you're making me think, Terry, too, with these yearly negotiations, and which it, which has the advantage of it can be more flexible. Is that as things change, people can adapt. Um, and I'm gonna one of the things that you made me think about is the politics involved with coverage, which is something big in the United States. And one of the big issues in healthcare and politics is you know something like abortion. Like here in the United States, some people think, you know, I don't want to pay into this healthcare system because I don't believe in that abortion should be legal. I don't want to pay into a system where, you know, I'm paying for people to have abortions because I have religious objections to that. Um, and I don't know about Belgium. First of all, is abortion um, legal under your healthcare coverage? And yeah. Is it a political issue that's one of those things that's negotiated every year? It's a political issue. Like you say, it's like abortion. It's legal. In Belgium, it's legal. So it's a, it has been a political issue. In the meantime, it's, it's, it's legal for a few, few, I think about 10 years or something. Mm -hmm. the, the moment is it's legal, it's covered like a medical expense. Like, a, how do you say, a Tunisia? How do you say uh, the free will to die? How do you say that? Oh, the, the, uh, the right to die. The, the right, right to die, right yeah. to die yeah. or physician-assisted suicide yeah. or um, dying with dignity. There's, yeah. Those are different yeah. words yeah. for the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, it's in Belgium and, 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 and in Dutch, it's Tunisia, it's maybe it's Latin or something. And, and it's covered. Euthanasia. The moment it is legal, it's covered. Yeah, euthanasia. Euthanasia. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's another very political issue here yeah. in yeah. the United States because people's religious beliefs, they try to push that into on the healthcare system. Is that are, are those things that are bubbling up in Belgium? It's political, yeah. It's it's, it's quite quite discussion of about a few years mm -hmm. with all the with all the political um views you can have in Belgium. So we have all the kind of views, maybe more than, than in, in the United States. We have a, a, a multiple political system, a multiple party system in Belgium. So, so it's not a system like in the United States, you have two party systems. Uh, it's, it's more, it's, so we have quite discussions on a political uh, level, but the moment it is legal, the moment it is, it, there is, uh, it's, it's, it's covered also for the expenses. And the same thing could happen if a different political party took over, some of those things could yeah. become no longer legal then. So theoretically it could switch. There could be a switch <laughs> of something that has been legal is now illegal. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what we see also on 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 the budget level. Um, when the minister, the ministry or the minister or of public health uh, there's a, a difference on political parties. So one socialist minister of politic of public health, you see the budget as something as is quite more than uh, the moment I saw with a, mi a minister who was more on a liberal uh, uh, party. So who was more for the employees, for the companies, 
And now we have uh, a socialist uh, minister in Belgium. And there you can see that the budget is quite uh, more than it was with another minister of another political party. And some another maybe less controversial than abortion or euthanasia, and this is going to be a segue to what's happening worldwide with COVID, is vaccination. Where is Belgian healthcare system in terms of paying for its citizens to be vaccinated? Everything is paid. Okay. Everything is paid. All the vaccination is, is free. So we have a system. We have a, a plan whose organization was started in January uh, with the elderly people. Uh, today we are the people of 65 years. We have started with the people of 190 years, uh, 80 years. Uh, now it's the people who are who have 65 years. Uh, yes, who or who has some risks on uh, on health? Yeah. So uh, now we started with these people. I'm I have I'm 52, and I'll be my turn is seventh uh, the week of seventh of June. So and my daughter Louise is 23, and I think it will be something for September. So there is a plan for the whole year for all the kind of people, all the the, the categories of people, and it's all free. You have an appointment. You get the a code, you get a, a sign, a, a letter, and with the letter you go to the center, vaccination center, and there you get your free vaccination. And so it's, it sounded like a, um, a part of that was age, and I'm assuming also pre-existing health conditions. If you were a high yeah, risk, yeah. risk is on health, yeah, yeah, so, so and profession, and yeah. profession, like nurses, doctors, doctors, yeah. nurses, dentists yeah. probably went. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so that, in a sense, is very, very similar to what's happening in the United States, um, yeah. except in the United States, um, every uh, state, New Jersey, is handling that a little bit differently than, you know, a couple miles away in Pennsylvania, who's doing a little bit differently than New York State. And so you have all these, these state differences. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was not as simple as, like, we know everybody. You know, we're going to give you we're going to give you a date and a time to show up, and that's part of the, the controversy um, that's happening here in the in the United States. Um, and another thing that's related to vaccines is childhood vaccines. Um, I'm assuming with the the benefits that all the childhood stuff that you give the children to keep them from getting measles, mumps, rubella, chickenpox nowadays, polio, all that is all that part of the healthcare system as well. Yeah. All, it's all free. It's compulsory. Um, yeah, it's a comp even even compulsory. So to take the vaccination, your your um, there's an obligation to take the vaccine uh, vaccinations when you're uh, and, 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 and One of the big differences is the social contract that the the citizens of Belgium have, where everybody buys into that. Whereas you know I'm going to do it for the benefit of everybody. Um, and which is sometimes a little bit different in the United States. Even now we're seeing um, lawsuits in the United States when some universities are requiring their students to be vaccinated against COVID before they come back in the fall. Is that kind of debate happening in Belgium or is the- Debate is happening. Yeah, the debate is happening, but it's more like you say, like like social contract, solidarity, but social contract. You take the vaccination not for yourself. You take the vaccination for the other people. Yeah, and you I take wish, the I vaccination wish, I, to, to yeah. yeah. I wish you're saying that as a, a a health professional, and I wish more people in the United States believe that. 
Um, but we're going to come back and we're going to continue this conversation about the healthcare system in Belgium after some brief underwriting announcements. You're listening to Health 411 on 107.7 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. This is Health 411, truthful health information to expand your knowledge and perspective. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Ripovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Continue your studies with Rider University's online and part-time options at rider.edu slash next step. We're back with Dr. Jonathan Karp, only on 107.7 The Bronx. One zero seven seven the Bronx, one zero seven seven the Bronx dot com. Welcome back to to Health Four One One. We are having a conversation with Terry Donikin. Terry is um, one of the leaders of the National Association of, of Socialist Health Funds in um, Belgium, where that organization helps pay for healthcare for all the people who are working in Belgium. And one of the major issues, right, so we touched on it a little bit in the last segment, is the COVID-19, the SARS coronavirus 2 pandemic that is happening worldwide. And Belgium is not, is part of the world and it's happening there. And uh, Terry was saying in the break a little bit that um, he was heavily involved with some of the steps that Belgium is taking to help understand, study, and combat this disease, including contact tracing. And can you tell us more about how your role and what's happening in Belgium in, in terms of that? It's, it's now about one year. It was just the weekend of the, the 3rd of the 29th of, of April last year when the Dutch part, so the Dutch speaking government um, with, with the French part and Brussels, like the capital of Belgium. So you have uh, four parts in Belgium. You have the Dutch part, the French part, and the uh, capital Brussels, and a, a small part, the, the German-speaking uh, um, community. So, and and all the 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 four parts in Belgium, we were talking about like my sickness funds, the health funds, is something federal. It's Belgium, is national, so we cover uh, all the parts in Belgium. We were talking about the with the governments to. Take the system contact tracing, which exists with uh, TBC tuberculosis. Uh, to, so t on, on level TBC, we have already contact tracing, I think in whole Europe, also in Belgium. And we talked about system for introducing it in Belgium, contact tracing on COVID, because it was very important to see who had some contact with one who had uh, some Corona COVID. So we can uh, take uh, take care of all the people to get uh, in, in contact with them to uh, make sure they get they, they, they got the tests and they had to uh, take care of some uh, symptoms on on COVID. So we had to trace every everybody who had some contact with someone who had or has some Corona or COVID. So that's the contact tracing we started, and to, as to as of today we have about in the best part of Belgium, as uh, about 6 million of the 11 million citizens are, are Dutch-speaking people. Uh, we have every day about 1,200 1, people uh, on the telephones, on the field, to take contact with everybody who has had a test, who had a positive test on Corona, uh, COVID. And so we can take contact for every body who had some contact in the last 
uh, week with this person. And that's how we started a year ago to take some uh, care of some of, of some also companies. When there was someone in the company, we can see they had a, a positive test. We take care, we take we took contact with the companies to see uh, with all the people, all the employees to take a test so we can limit the um, increase of, of COVID on, in, in our uh, society. One of the things that's been reported here in the United States, because um, there are contact tracers in the United States as well. And in the newspaper, sometimes you read reports about people being resistant of talking to the contract tracers. Either they're people who are, who are immigrants who don't want the government to know where they are, or people who are afraid of reporting positive contacts and they don't want to lose their job. Um, are, are those same issues happening in Belgium? Yeah, it's, it's on, the, on, on privacy. It, it was, it was, it was a major, the major issue was privacy. So everything, the, the system only works when, when you get all the contacts of, uh, contacts of everybody. Uh, there was no risk to lose your job or something is just on, on the same on the level of, of privacy on, on uh, and, and we had uh, some campaign campaign of the government to uh, ask everybody and in, in favor of the system in favor or of the limit to limit the, the COVID is uh, to work with everybody and to give your contacts uh, what what could the United States learn from Belgium in trying to convince people to participate in the global public health approach? On the global public health. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but it's from what you're saying, it sounds like the the Belgian government has had more success in sort of these national efforts to trace COVID and to get people vaccinated. Um, and I'm wondering, you know. Yeah, I think it's, it's very, it's very, uh, very important issue is that if uh, uh, the insurance of the government, like privacy, the insurance that we uh, ask the people to work with, with everybody, with us, with the, with the uh, all the companies, with all the organizations, uh, in favor of the limitations of the COVID, and to ensure that it's only uh, to do to do uh, in contact tracing and no other issues or do something else with the contacts. Like I don't know how it was in, in the United States, but when the, now all the bars and restaurants are closed. Eh? But at a certain moment, the bars and restaurants, I think in in, in July and August, uh, after the the first peak, uh, starting in in June. All the bars and restaurants get uh, opened again. They were closed in the second week in September, but in the month July and August, you can you could go to the restaurant and bar. But every time you entered a bar or a restaurant, you had to register your name, email address, and telephone number. Otherwise, you can go. You can't enter the restaurant. So we are used. We are used to it now, and there is no longer an issue on privacy. When you go to a restaurant now, the, the, the restaurants are opening now next week on the eighth eighth of May, mm -hmm. and there will be a registration of everybody. When you take a reservation, you have to say with whom you take a reservation, who you come. So, the, with the contact tracing, the moment we see someone who has been who has a positive test, who has been to the restaurant on Saturday evening, we take 
contact with the restaurant. We ask all the contacts of all the people that evening in that restaurant, and we contact all that people to say uh, we had we have someone we had uh, dinner with someone who has uh, a positive test. So maybe better we take we take better also test or just. Uh, just make sure that you see that you have no uh, flu or, or something uh, uh, starting Where, like what um, um, what percentage of the population of Belgium is currently vaccinated against COVID? Uh, it's about 25% now. Okay, so you're relatively close to where the US is in terms of yeah, getting, getting I think worldwide, yeah. yeah. And like like Europe also, thank you, Germany, France. Yeah. Uh, France, uh, Fra France is about twenty percent, I think. In Germany also twenty five, twenty three, something. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I I'm curious too. Um, uh, which vaccine is the Belgian government giving out? Because here in the United States, there are several vaccines, whether it's from Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. I know other countries have developed vaccines as well. Whether it's Israel or Russia, I think China has its own vaccine. What vaccine yeah. is, is Belgium using? We have uh, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, not for the moment, but okay, AstraZeneca, because there's something issue with, with Europe, AstraZeneca, um, and uh, Johnson & Johnson, for the moment. We have jo Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. Are, Pfizer are, is, produced in Belgium. Is vaccine access a political issue in Belgium? Um, um, it, it, it sort of is a little bit in the United States because there are people in the United States who wouldn't want a, a vaccine developed in a foreign country for- No, no, so the, no, no. So it's sort of like, if you could get the vaccine, the Belgian- If you get the vaccine, yeah. We have, con we, have, we have all the, all the conf uh, conscience and, 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 the, and, and, the, and the public and the government and in the ministry who has decided we had uh, we have uh, today's uh, i think it's today astrazeneca last week is what it was pfizer <laughs> and in a month it will be johnson and johnson so when you get the vaccination get one and um no there is no political issue on it oh that, that's good where, where people tend to 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 buy into that um um so we are coming sort of to the, the end of our conversation. Unfortunately, there's a lot more things we could talk about. Is there some, something that you would like to say about the Belgian healthcare system to people in the United States who may not be familiar with it to sort of educate them a little bit? Well, I'm not familiar, but just to, to, to think about the system like we have in Belgium, when we all in a system of solidarity and, and a collective, a collective uh, action uh, for everybody. When everybody, like we happen in Belgium, everybody who pays a little part for the medical expenses for everybody, and it's a system that works already 150 years in Belgium, and it's 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 quite a system. And that's that's one of the major major uh, things in Belgium because it's it's the base of everything. It's it's the base for. When the people are, are, are good, when the people on, on, on um, medical uh, issue, or health issue, even, even um, mental issue, mental health, you have everything in Belgium. Like your economy, everything, everything goes on and everybody is, 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 is good. So but when you all pay together a little part, 
it can cover all the expenses of the whole nation. Yeah, and it's a little bit, it's, it's a social contract, using my words, but it's also the, 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 the rising tide elevates everybody. All the ships go up and, and, and everybody benefits. Um, that's, that's a great way to sort of um, conclude the conversation in your thinking. Um, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Terry. This has been a wonderful conversation. I, I hope we can continue it in some part. Um, this is 1077 The Bronx and 1077 thebronc.com. We are recording from the remote Bronx studios and this is Health 411. This program is part of Rider University efforts to bring people together to address all issues associated with health and healthcare, even on the international stage. We hope today's conversation has given you things to think about and ponder about the differences between the United States and the Belgian healthcare system. Thank you again, Terry Donnekit, who is the one of the leaders of the National Association of Social Health Funds in Belgium. Thank you so much. If you have questions in or comments about this program, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. That was this week's episode of Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp. Tune in every Sunday at 10 a.m. to learn truthful information about your health and the healthcare industry. Missed an episode? No worries. You can subscribe to a free weekly episode of Health 411 to listen to on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. The Rider University Health Studies Institute presents Health 411, underwritten in part by the Repovich Institute for New Jersey Politics and Rider University. Rider offers continuing studies programs for adults who need flexibility. Want to add new skills to your resume? Take a continuing studies course at Rider University. We'll see you soon, only on 1077 The Bronx.